Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off the Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore, it's another episode. Well, I hope you're all doing well. And today's episode is with Orlando Weeks. I've not seen Orlando for a few years, so it was absolutely lovely to catch up with him.、Um, Orlando used to come and hang out and occasionally DJ at some of the clubs、uh, that I run in East London. And、uh, we touch on that as well as、um, lots of other things, new music that's coming. And yeah, you're in for a real treat. And before we get on with that podcast, I just want to say、um, a big thank you to Scribbis Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. And a big thank you to 76 who produces this podcast.、Um, I should say this podcast was recorded remotely during lockdown. So it's 76's job to, to get the two audio feeds and paste them together so it sounds delicious for your ear holes.、Um, Okay, also, if this is the first time you've listened to Off the Beaten Track, then have a little look in the archive because you'll see loads and loads of episodes with some amazing musicians, producers, actors, comedians. Go, go and have a, a little look about over there. And also, what's really good is if you subscribe. If you subscribe, you don't have to worry about anything then. Each week, you'll just get a new episode, just pop up on your listening device. You ain't got to do anything, it's all done for you. And it really does help the podcast as well.、Um, As well as that, if that's not enough, then、uh, I have got a Patreon page. So you can head over there and support the podcast and get access to another hundred or so episodes over there. You can find out all about that、uh, off the beaten track podcast.com. Anyway, let's get back to business. Please enjoy Off the Beaten Track Podcast with Orlando Weeks. Sorry to chip in, but I've got another announcement. We have another sponsor. Anyone can play guitar podcast. If you're in a band or an upcoming singer songwriter, or you just want a, a little look behind the scenes of how the music business works, this podcast is for you. They interview big name guests every week, and the lads go in on topics such as how festivals are put together, the role of today's record companies, the importance of touring, marketing, songwriting, the list goes on. And wait till you hear who they've had on. The killers. Jimmy Eat World, editors, Frank Turner, Shed Seven, as well as loads of record company execs, festival organisers, and radio DJs, and loads more. Visit acpgmusic.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's the Anyone Can Play Guitar podcast. Go and check it out. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Me, Stu、uh, hello and welcome to Off the Beat and Track podcast. And joining me today via the means of、uh, the internet and a, and a Zoom chat is Orlando Weeks. Hello. Hello. <laughs> well, this is weird because we've not seen each other for probably 10 years, maybe? 
Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. So in the time since I've last seen you, the Maccabees have, have, have split up and you've put out music and you're about to put out new music. What else has been happening? Um, yeah, that's... I mean, in terms of work, that's that pretty much sums it up. Um, there was... Um, after Maccabees, there was... Um, I did a, a record... Uh, with a book called The Gritter Man, which mm-hmm. is um which was um a kind of homage to all those Raymond Briggs beautiful things that he did and and meant that I got to work with Paul Whitehouse, who is the voice of the Gritter Man. So we made a, a record with him as the character voice, which was so uh, such a, a pleasure. Yeah. And um and then since then, I've been trying to finish and now have finished. And the record, this new record comes out in month, comes out on the 12th of June. Okay, cool. Yeah. I've heard two tracks from it that are on Spotify. Is that all that's available at the moment? Yes, that's it at the moment. And I realised I should have sent you the record. I'm sorry, I, I, <laughs> I will send you it after this. All right, this. mate, okay. Yeah, I should have sent it to you. But, uh, so, but yeah. so we met. Like way back through um, Matthew Hong, uh, who was a mutual friend. And at the time, um, I think the first time I met you, the Maccabees played a secret gig at the launch of Matt and I's club XFM at 333. Can you remember? That was a long time ago, man. No. I I remember more that occasionally you would, pay me too much money to do very bad DJ. <laughs> At the Queen and of Hoxton. I, I, I sort of half felt that we were going to, um, that you were going to get me on this podcast just to say that you want some of that money back. <laughs> no, and, you're uh, good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd be entitled to it. So, uh, but yeah, as, um, yeah, I think that was a, that was a, uh, it was a good time being in the band because we were, it was so, We'd do all sorts of funny gigs and, and it was, there was a kind of, it was a bit more of a Wild West kind of, Yeah. Sudden, you'd sort of turn up and play and, and you weren't really sure what you were going to be getting into and and um, meet all sorts of people that have sort of in some way or another stayed part of our lives and um, yeah, that was fun. So bringing it up to speed, how have you found... How have you found the sort of the, the, the bizarre time that we're we're finding ourselves in at the moment? Lockdown has has it has it helped you with your creativity? Have you found more time to create stuff? Or um, I have found it quite hard to. I, I thought what I would do is start making some new music, and to be honest, a combination of the uh, just feeling. I couldn't get my head into that gear at all. Um, I think also I'm 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 in that um, the the period of in the run up to the release of a record where there is quite a lot of um, bits and pieces need doing and 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 for me to really get my head into gear in terms of making new stuff, I, I need I need a kind of I need uh, I can't multitask, so it needs to be that on or or nothing. So I'm not. I'm sort of I've sort of shelved that for a bit and and I'm not giving myself a hard time about it and um I am working on um like the video for the next single and doing lots of interviews and 
um, uh, my first podcast with you and uh, all sorts. Yeah, I want to make your first ones with me. That's lovely, mate. <laughs> all right. Well, the podcast, it starts the same every time, Orlando. And I kick things off by asking you, what is the song with the greatest ever intro? Well, um, I found this, this was like the hardest one. Okay. The others all felt more instinctive, but this I had to really think about. Um, um, to pe- are people allowed more than one? You can have some honourable mentions, mate. <laughs> okay. Well, I remember one of the things actually I used to play when you had booked me because I felt like it sounded great loud was um, um, I Can't Stand the Rain, the Anne Peebles version. Yeah. And, uh, and I still think that that actually, in terms of intro, uh, an intro is is so so good like it's totally recognizable from the first moment it feels unlike anything else it it i like that it it has it, it has a sort of nod to the to the theme of the song or the kind of um the lyric of the song that kind of raindrop sound the sound itself i, I listened to it today actually and, and it feels so weirdly contemporary like it feels like it would fit very happily in anything um that's that's um yeah anything contemporary anything from today so um and this is like early 70s mid 70s um so i love that uh i find it hard not to um choose um pixies where is my mind yeah just as a in terms of uh epic yeah um and sort of weirdness as well because it starts with stop (laughs) No, no, because it does one one of those high vocals. One of the oh, Kim, does it? Yeah, it does one high Kim vocal, and then it, then it does stop. Yeah, uh, Jack Black says stop, um, um, and then um, and then it and then it does like a weird tape rewind thing. Um, um, I think I said Jack Black. I you think. did say Frank. Jack Black. I oh, know you meant Frank, Frank Black. Black. Yeah. <laughs> Get there, I, those two, you know, so interchangeable. Uh, no, so I, and then, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, that's not really answering your question. So I just, I'm flim flamming between. So, well, I, I want to ask you then in regards to intros, um, which I always ask um, this question to five musicians on the podcast. Um, now, obviously, I can see a vast difference in the first music you put out way back to what you're putting out currently. Um, but what I want to ask you is your approach to intro in, in music, has that changed not just as you've evolved as an artist, but has that changed in the way that it's evolved in the way that people listen to music as well? What are your considerations in, with, with, with introductions and, and, and structuring songs now? It's a long-winded question there, but do you get where I'm going with it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I'm trying to think. In a way, I think that the song is more often than not is is sort of dictates that. So if it if the song is kind of um, to the point and uh, and trimmed and and has no fat, then usually that's what you want at the start. And um, but if it's a long and winding atmospheric thing, then 
you have the sort of luxury of space because uh, because that's what the song um, dictates. I, I think intros and outros are, are usually the bit where I feel like you have a bit more room for manoeuvre. If you've got to that point in writing a song, you feel like the song can can hold its own weight yeah. and then you're just trying quite hard not to ruin it or put people off before they've even got to the bit that you like. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Orlando, for track two, I'm going to ask you what the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. Well, this is... I, mean, I, I don't know what other people say. I, I remember there's a... In our family car, so when I was little and we'd be driving wherever, um, there wasn't... My parents didn't really listen to music much. Um, there would be a lot of news programmes, and I guess that would be Radio 4. Um, so it'd be, um, yeah, the news and then Question Time and those kinds of things, lots of stuff with one of the Dimblebees. And, um, but so I remember feeling like the, um, there was a radio programme that still goes, I think, although I, is it Nicholas Parsons that does it, the, the um, Just a Minute? Do you know that? That radio program, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was always this kind of the light relief between, like, as a as a as a kid, it's mind-numbingly boring listening to the news or to people talk about the news. Like, how you've just heard the news, how can you want to hear other people talk about? Yeah. Anyway, so that coming on and and that 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 radio show starts with um, the minute waltz. So you always. I think Nicholas Parsons would always say, and as the minute waltz fades away, we're, and then he would sort of welcome you into the, into the, into the programme. Um, and I, and so I suppose I, I was thinking that that in a way is my earliest memory of, and it, and, and the emotion was relief. Oh, really? Just thinking, oh, last we've, we've got to the end of the news or it's like, it would come on after the, after the arches or something. And you'd think, oh, I can get into this because you'd have like Paul Merton and yeah, just these, it was, it was funny and it was clever and it was a break from the news. So I'm going to go with the minute waltz. And for relief, that's brilliant. I've never, ever had that on this podcast. That's a, that's a solid answer, mate. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. I'm I'm worried that it was a cop out. No, no, I'm liking (laughs) that. Um, So where, where was home then? Where was you born? Uh, I was born in South London in Clapham at St Thomas's actually which is Waterloo. So aside from um like the, the the journeys in the car where the radio would be on what about at home was there was there music on at home at all? Not especially no. I mean we'd have I I feel like we had the um we had um, almost the only bit of music I remember us having was the four cassette box of the Beatles at the BBC which was great. Uh, it was this it's, I remember it really well, but it's um my and there was classical music, my parents would play classical music, so um but nothing that felt like it was the Beatles didn't the Beatles felt like they were their own thing, they were sort of separate from music, you know they, they were just this an entity um and then classical music felt like a long way away from what me and my brothers. It didn't feel like it was for us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not really. Not. So, well, to, 
to get on to sort of you finding your way in music, I guess, and, 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 and getting turned on to new things. And for track three, Orlando, I'm going to ask you the song that reminds you of your time at school. Mm. Uh, well, this, uh, there was, there was a lot of garage around, but uh, I remember that the, the record and the music, the, um, uh, my answer anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. Um, was, That's uh, what podcasts are all about, mate. Ramble away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lauren Hill, uh, X Factor. Oh, what a lovely record! Yeah, from the Miseducation record. Um, I loved her. I loved uh, Fuji's. Uh, the score was almost, I think, one of the first records I ever bought with my own money, uh, with like my pocket money. Um, Lauren Hill was the first gig that I went to. The oh, really? The gig I ever went to went with my friend from school. We went to Wembley Arena on the Tube, and um, these amazing uh, women sort of recognised that we felt a bit out of our depth and totally took us under their wings. Uh, and we had it was amazing. And uh, she had about twenty-five wardrobe changes. Yeah, but it was all good. And uh, but yeah, I, I just. Um, I loved that record and I loved that song and it was around the time, you know, I think I must've been like 14, 15. And, um, yeah. So I remember asking my mum what reciprocity meant. Like I really, <laughs> it's a really vivid memory of being, of hearing a lyric properly like that and thinking, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, <laughs> but go and ask someone that does. So, so did you enjoy school? Um, I, 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 bits and pieces, yeah. I don't, I felt like my the bits that I enjoyed, I really enjoyed, and the bits that I found tricky, I found really tricky. It what, was. Uh, what bits did you enjoy? I loved. Um, I loved anything that put me in the art department. I loved um, uh, English. I, I I seemed to get good English teachers, and uh, and that was. That meant that that was a real pleasure because um, I'm not a natural reader, really, but I enjoyed um, the dissecting bits, so, of, um, bits and pieces, yeah. So was you a creative kid then? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I mean, is that the sciences and the maths and the, I, I really struggled with. and um, um, But, you know... You, you, I think um, I remember really clearly leaving school and my just my first day, first week in um, in art school afterwards in Camberwell, being just the the relief of that experience and feeling like oh, sort of feeling like my people, you know, like yeah. it, it was it was. You found your tribe. Yeah, I guess so, and just and but but being kind of gobsmacked by that because. I, I really had no idea that that's what I would feel when I left school was uh, was this kind of kinship and um, and suddenly being arty wasn't uh, it wasn't being slung at you in 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 a negative way yeah. uh, and if anything I was the least arty and uh, and I loved it so was was your creativity aside from you know, people throwing it at you, like, like in regards to the, the, the school itself, was, was it encouraged? 
Um, I'm not especially. I think um, it was. Yeah, not especially. Okay. Um, hmm. What did you want to be when you were at school? Uh, well, when I was about 10, uh, a black cab driver told me, asked me my name, and I said my name was Orlando, and he said, oh, so you'll be a, you'll be a writer. So ever since I was 10, uh, and I assumed being 10 that that meant of children's books, so that's what I thought I would be from 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 then and uh he he was he wasn't far off you know no. <laughs> yeah okay um what was the first record you bought from a record shop well like, i think like i said i think i bought the score from probably from woolworths or something but the first vinyl i bought was from um resident records in brighton when I got to university and um, and I bought uh, Nick Drake, Five Leaves Left, was the first vinyl I bought and I took took back to the, the halls of residence and, and I put it front and centre so that uh, people knew I was, I was, I was so, I was, I was serious. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that when I had people come around my house and I'd have like a stack of my records all on the floor. I'd like, depending who was coming around, I'd choose which one to put at the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wearing your colours on the sleeve, and it? Um, yeah. I mean, that's a wonderful first album to buy. Well, I think that was one of the great things about um, going to Brighton was that um, I had... I felt comfortable in my skin enough to start knowing that, and I'd started really writing music by then. Um, and there was so many, some, there, it was just a, a big old class of, um, in that first year. So there was lots of people all listening to different things and, and you could dip in and out of other people's, um, uh, what other people were listening to. And, and but Nick Drake, so Nick Drake and um, uh, Joy Division, and quite early on, that was like the beginnings of like Block Party came out quite soon after that. Like so, there was. I remember they they were the kinds of things that, like you were saying, you would take that record and you might put it at the front, yeah, um, uh, to uh, make sure that people that came up and um, borrowed something left with the right impression yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> hello i've interrupted the podcast again haven't i sorry it won't take a sec all i want to say is the songs that we're talking about in this podcast if we can't play them it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such so if you want to hear the songs just go over to spotify Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And search off the beat and track podcast, and you can listen to all the songs because I put playlists up for each of these. If you can't find it on there, I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up, get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. You know, to, to, to touch on the Maccabees briefly, um, how did you, how did you deal with um, the, 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 the point when, for me, when I saw, you know, seeing you around the time of, like, uh, the second album, the third album, and, and, and suddenly you're becoming this much, much bigger band, like, knowing, like, knowing you, like, a little bit, you're, you're quite a reserved, quite a quiet guy. Like, you know, that's how I see you anyway. Um, and I just wondered how you found and how comfortable, you know, you, you are with, with doing things like this and being, you know, having to do press and stuff for the new album and how it was then. And, and just wondering how you deal with being in the limelight. Are you comfortable with that? Um, it's, it's not, I'm not brilliant at it. That's the, I think that's the problem is that I've, I'm, I am, uh, I don't think quick enough and I'm not, um, uh, I second guess what I'm about to say too often, which means that you'll probably have, this will be the podcast that you do that has the, the most sort of uh, pregnant pauses. Um, <laughs> but, um, and also I was in a band with, with Fee for Felix for so long. Yeah. And Felix is an absolutely, he's so good at that. He's, he understands and is, he, he knows He's very yes. Here we here we go. Uh, he can just uh, he's he's very confident that he in he knows what he's going to say and he knows that what he's going to say is what he wants to to communicate. Whereas everything I say halfway through saying it, I'm fairly sure that I've I'm going to misrepresent what I'm actually thinking. <laughs> um, do you, he, do, he, do you like that about yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I would like to be really concise and uh, and not um, and not waste people's time as much as I do. But um, but Fee is just Fee has gone on to have a re- like he he does a lot of radio. He's got a podcast. Now. He's got a podcast. He's you know he's and if you're around someone that able, yeah, 
um i because i think because i was the singer in the band they would they would get they the request would be that i was there too but usually fee yeah fee fee handled that yeah um yeah <laughs> okay track five orlando the song that soundtrack your years clubbing well um Again, this would have been Brighton, and it was uh, anyway. The song is uh, "House of Jealous Lovers." Oh, I think what a great record! It's an amazing, and I think at a time when it was just it was an introduction to an all all sorts of other music. It was, it, you know, it led on to listening to things like Battles and. Um, it just it it just felt very separate from everything else, and uh, and it sounded amazing at just before kick out time at audio on the seafront, you know, like it was, uh, and it would get requested three times a night. Yeah, um, I mean, not by me, but like you'd hear it three or four times every time you were out. Um, um, so yeah, I, 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 that that reminds me of getting very beery sleeves from trying to trying to hold a pint whilst everyone starts jumping so, uh, uh yeah like audio and uh what was the other one uh the pav tav yeah yeah uh anyway there are a bunch of those kinds of nights in uh so uh, in- what did you want from a night out what did you want from clubbing are uh, you one of them people that can let yourself go and just dance uh You'll the re- the reason I asked that is just because you said that you second guess what you say, so you're you're yeah. very aware of what you're saying, and it's like, are, are you aware of like, you know, are, are you got? Can you relax when you go out? Are you? Can you just have a dance? And and I guess this is before people were might be going, oh look, that's Orlando from the Maccabees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I, I was. Um, I would definitely jump around a lot. I, I don't think it was dancing, <laughs> but um, but they'd be they'd be good nights and they'd be sweaty little rooms and really cheap beer. Snake bite was a was was a wonderful, ever present. Yeah, um, and then then you'd you know it would be um time and you'd try and figure out whether you were going to risk a dodgy burger. There was a 24-hour calf, There's a, um, and uh, you'd go and have an egg burger. There's a friend of ours who's still called Egg Burger because of <laughs> the, the walk back. Um, but she, she was, she, she's happy with that. Uh, um, anyway, yeah, so it was... <laughs> yeah. Okay, for track six... Uh, a favourite song from an artist from your home county? Oh, so, yeah, like I said, I grew up in Clapham um, and I had to check. I don't, I'm still not entirely sure what county that's in, but I think it's the county of London. But uh, so I thought, um, but actually, I figured Clapham itself has um, uh, a song um, um, essentially called Up the Junction by Squeeze. Oh. Um, and I um that's another example of Fee. Fee is sort of uh, responsible for my uh for large parts of my musical education. Um and um 
and he knew that I loved Billy Bragg and uh, and he said, well, because a lot of the Billy Bragg songs that I love would be sort of stories, songs, story songs. And um, and I don't think there's really a better story song than, as, um, than At The Junction. As I'm looking at you now, just there is my squeeze set list frame no on my wall and next to it is my Billy Bragg mug. <laughs> I've got a Billy Bragg set list that he signed for me that says, uh, Orlando, love gets dangerous. Oh. Yeah, which is good, right? That's... Uh, um, Anyway, yeah. So I, I just think that that song is... Um, it's perfect. It's really perfect. It hasn't it's got like, a chorus. No. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't got a chorus and it has... And it's one of the saddest stories. Heartbreaking. Just... Uh, uh, the, the, after it all starts falling apart, she's now with a soldier. There's something about that 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 because his drinking's got bad and she's found security in the arms of a soldier so that you sort of feel like there's no, there's no comeback from that. Like it's, it's done. Uh, and she's found protection, which she was obviously, she felt vulnerable, you know, it's so tragic. And then, um, and then the, the, um, there's a line in that, that he says towards the end of, um, uh, oh, I'm going to get it wrong. He says, uh, I feel there's something missing uh, and I'm and I'm asking for forgiveness, but, but begging's not my business. And it's just oh, <laughs> it sounds like so many people I know. Yeah, but the 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 that pride and how damaging that can be, and how stupid it can be. Stubbornness, you know. Yeah, yeah stubbornness more than pride. And um, yeah, I just uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a beautiful beautiful song. And. The, the flip side of it is it's super pop and yep. the melody's really upbeat. And obviously the, 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 the nature of the song's so tragic, but uh, yeah, perfect balance. And oh. even the video for that with them all in just like how I feel like people used to be much better at just having seven or eight people sat on different bits of a kitchen surface looking good. Yeah, <laughs> it's missing in music, mate. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that now. <laughs> and yeah. I'll tell you what, that song could quite easily be one of the greatest intros ever as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... right. <laughs> okay, last song, Orlando. Um, you get to play DJ again. I'm not paying you this time. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you, you get a chance to turn uh, someone onto something. And uh, it's a song that many may not know that you would like them to hear. Um, so I'm a big fan of Arthur Russell and, um, and he's been, um, really kept me very good company and, um, and has been a big influence on the music I'm making now. And, um, I'm sure lots of people, I mean, uh, will have heard of Arthur Russell, but maybe they wouldn't have heard, um, the newest record that his estate has released, which is called, um, Iowa Dream which came out um, at the end of last year. Um, and on that, I think it's the first song on, on there is a song called Wonder Boy. And um, it's, uh, it, if, I, I find it really hard to listen to that and it not immediately lift my mood. And um, I think that that is a, an extremely powerful uh, 
thing for a piece of music to be able to do without it feeling um, sentimental or um, having that emotion sort of synthesized somehow. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I, 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 for anyone that hasn't heard that, that is interested in uh, Arthur Russell or um, wants something that it might make them smile, I think, I think that's, a, that's a good one. Wonderful. So the album is at? On June the 12th, A Quickening. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tag you in all of this and I'll put the website links and stuff where people can buy it um, on all the gubbins when I put this out. And Orlando, it's been lovely to see you again. Um, oh, it's really been nice way to too long, too. mate. And um, um, congratulations on the podcast. I've listened to a bunch of them. It's, it's a really, uh, it's nice to go through things and it not be necessarily what you you need to listen to now, or, uh, but just to to analyse things from from these angles is it's a pleasure. It's been fun. Thank you, Orlando. Thank you very much. There you have it. Lovely, lovely man. It was so nice getting to chat to Orlando and catch up again. It had been um, a fair few years, and I hope you had as much fun listening to that conversation as I did having it. Um, thanks again for listening um, as I mentioned at the beginning please go and subscribe it really does help the podcast and it just means that each week you get a brand new episode just pop up on your listening device for free nice and easy all right I'll see you soon take care bye bye I've got an announcement save our souls clothing www.sosclothing.co.uk why am I telling you this because they're our official sponsor yeah that's right Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in Southend-on-Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. And in addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So, if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk, official sponsors of Off The Beat & Track Podcast. It's Off The Beat & Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It's me, Stu Whiffin. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.